You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come to today's episode, just want to ask you all again to check out our YouTube channel. We are trying to grow it, Miami Heat UK TV. We are doing our game day for the UK live streams there. They will continue on to next season. We're really trying to grow this channel. Lots of fun content coming over the off-season as well, so please subscribe. We're only a couple of hundred subscribers in, so when we get to our thousands, you can be the one that says that you was with us from the early hundreds, so please go out and check that out. Also, please check out our Twitter feed. We have just released the details of a raffle that we are running as of tonight throughout all of next week, and this is going to be with for a chance to win a Tyler Hero Earned Edition Kids jersey. Um, this is a real one. This isn't one of the copies. This is one of the 6,031, so it's uniquely numbered. It is going towards a great basketball charity here in the UK, which is called the GG, three times free charity. Um, all proceeds that we get will go to that charity, and whatever we earn, I will personally double. So please go and check that out. We're coming into that tonight, and it will run all through next week. On to today's episode, and I'm delighted to be joined today by one of the contributors of Miami Heat Beats and, of course, Hangover Time, it's Tiffany Meeks. Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well. Very well, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, great to have you on. Really, really pleased. Obviously, we're big, big fans of Miami Heat Beat over here. And you guys, I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do. The content is just incredible. But I don't, I, I've got to ask, we record this right now. This is 3 p.m. over here, which I think is 10 am mm-hmm. for you so yes. let's ask is this the first podcast you've ever recorded where you're not drinking alcohol <laughs> <laughs> actually it's 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 not the first one um but you know most of uh because it, it's usually like if i'm on someone else's pod it's early um but yeah. um you know when we do hangover time we we enjoy a drink every now and then and you know you- and, and listen with this season rightfully so you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, you need it for this season. It's uh, It's been so up and down. Um, let's get right into it. First of all, this is going to be, this is a tough question because, you know, we're coming off of the the consistently inconsistent team, which Miami are. Um, this is Jimmy Butler's words, which is absolutely spot on. Um, the last time out was a win against a team that um, are also in the same sort of position for us, both in terms of record and trying to jostle for seeding position in the San Antonio Spurs. And unusually, the Heat sort of took care of business. We did it the right way. We went up, then we went down, and then we got it back. But this team looks good for that game. So before we come on to anything else, let's just very quickly recap on that Spurs game, because where we've sort of gone into trouble, I believe, in the last few games is when Jimmy and Bam, Jimmy especially, are not on the court. And this time around, uh, as I said, we took care of business. Right. Um, I, yeah, that's the, you know, ultimately that's the team's biggest flaw is that we don't have, um, we don't have that one guy that can kind of keep us even, so to say, or even just, just a tad bit afloat um, when these guys go to the bench. Um, and, you know, as, you know, we usually say, give Jimmy a lead, and if you can hold it, he can bring you home. And essentially, that's pretty much what happened um, with that game. Uh, Jimmy had a few points here or there to play with, 
um, and and you didn't feel like uh, it was a lost cause when he went to the bench, when Bam went to the bench, um, you know, miraculously, who knew that, you know, Dwayne Dedman or Mr. Dedman, as I like to call him, who knew that would be the type of impact he would have that night. You know, he he's one of the the major reasons why they won that game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been he's been incredible. I'm gonna we're gonna touch on Deadman and Ariza uh, in a little while because I think the impact of both of them has been way off the scale to what we thought this was gonna be. But just before we come on to them, um, as I said, this team is 33 and 30, I think, right now, um, mm-hmm. which is about right. I think this is the this is what I think this team is. It is fundamentally a 0.500 team. We've struggled mm-hmm. in times. We've been good at times, mm-hmm. and it poses a really difficult question: is is this team actually any good because when we are winning we do look legit we look like we're a team that can go back to the finals but when we're losing and there's been lots of them lots of bad bad defeats we look like we're a first round exit at best so i'll ask you tiff is this team a good team it's funny because like if this was two years ago i'd say no they're not they're horrible um but it's a it's a weird you know coming off of last season it's still another weird season um You know, everyone's missed, you know, just about every team has players that have been out because of COVID and injuries and, you know, and things of that nature. So it's not that they're just a bad team. It's just that fundamentally they're, they just haven't had time to even put it together. Um, They haven't, you know, they didn't have a proper off season. So a a lot of those things uh, where we complain, where we see, you know, precious fall short even where we see hero fall short. Um, that's just due to the lack of the off season. They didn't get the reps. They didn't get the off season. Um, and, you know, the team expected uh, hero to take a bigger leap than he has. Um, and, you know, coming off COVID and apparently that there's that foot injury again, that keeps lingering. Um, you know, this team is honestly, like you said, they're right where they should be based on everything that's happened this season. Um, you know, and then you throw Oladipo into the mix and we don't know if if he's coming back. And if he does, we don't really know what the scale of his health will be. Um, so if you factor all those things in and you say, okay, we get everyone back healthy and Gorn is 90% of Gorn. Yep. Everyone else is healthy and ready to go. So you can look at this team and say, okay, they could easily get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then it's a toss of the hat. Or you can look at this team and say, no Victor Oladipo, Gorn is a a shell of himself, Hero's still going to have that lingering foot injury, and, you know, Precious is completely out of the rotation. So then you could say they're a first round out, Mm -hmm. or they lose that first game of the play-in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, that's that's very well summarized, and it it sort of hits home a little bit because I try and remain... And always sort of see myself as a relatively balanced fan. Like, don't get too emotional. Don't get when we lose. Don't get too carried away when we win. Um, but I found myself doing that a bit this season. Like getting getting too angry at the at the bad losses. Mm-hmm. And over the last week or so, um, I've said it on one of our lives recently. Is that I think that now you just got to accept that we're 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 taking for granted exactly what you said there of the fact that this team. Has had its has had its health problems. We haven't had the off season that, that these young guys really really needed, 
Um, Tyler Hero, for example, I said before a ball was bounced this season that he would be our top scorer. That's, a, that's That seems mad. I said that he was going to get that starting berth and he was going to be our top scorer this year. And it just hasn't worked out. He's, he hasn't he hasn't improved in that sense. Um, and, you know, Precious, as you said there as well, you know, that's, that's the perfect example of guys that really needed the summer league and they didn't get it because it was taken away the short, short off season. So I, I and, and you've got to remember that this is a team that's, you know, like everybody else as well, but the, the travelling, the playing every other game, and we have, we're currently in a, 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 a session at the moment where we're playing 11, time, 11 games in about 18, 19 days. Mm-hmm. The travelling involved, not getting to practice as much. It's all fundamentally the reasons why this team isn't maybe living up to expectations. So I think that the, 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 the record is about right. And mm-hmm. um, I think at full strength, uh, we are a game for anybody. But I think that it is now at that point, we're only nine games left to go. Is it's just the team is good enough to compete with anyone, and that'll do right now. Because mm-hmm. when we get into the playoffs, whoever we come up against, which we're going to touch on in a minute, um, you'd like to think we're good enough to put up that put up that fight to, to do it. And if if there's bad bad games in the meantime and some tough L's, okay, we'll shrug it off because we know fundamentally we will be there when business right. comes to business. Um, two guys that have come in during this off season, especially the latter here, uh, Trevor Ariza and Dwayne Deadman. Deadman mm-hmm. especially the last game out. Um, probably his best game, but we've seen it uh, already multiple times in his short uh, Miami Heat career. What an impact he's made. I mean, and this just goes to show that, you know, the targets that we had, LaMarcus Aldridge was there. Um, I think there was Lucy and Boogie Cousins um, rumours. There was uh, uh, roughly, there was some Blake Griffin rumours, etc. It just goes to show that this was somebody who was maybe fourth or fifth down the pecking order in terms of a target, but you get the right player in, Mm -hmm. And that was all we actually needed. It didn't need to be somebody who was elite. It was just somebody that knew mm-hmm. their role and would mm-hmm. come in and do a job. And he's blown everybody away in that sense, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I, you know, once I saw the construction of what this team was going to be, um, and once we got further into the season, I quickly kind of pivoted away from that. We need, you know, this whale. We need this superstar. During, you know, you know, during this season at this point, when, you know, when you didn't get hardened and, you know, all the moves that were being made and you found yourself not in those moves, um, I just quickly said, we need people who can stop the gap. We need people that can fill a role around Bam and Jimmy. Um, but I always, I also felt like we need a big man and we need a big man that can just play his part. You need a guy that can hustle, which Deadman does. You need a guy that can fill a lane on a break, which Deadman does great. You need a guy with good hands, Deadman. You need a guy that can roll to the basket. You know, you don't need, you, you didn't need a guy that you had to call plays for. You needed an active live body that when Bam goes to the bench can grab rebounds. That's it. Who can box out so the guards can get the rebound. You just needed somebody who was focused and who could stay in the moment. And, and that's what we got from him. And the thing about it is like people are calling for him to play more minutes. He can't play more minutes no. because he's giving us everything he can in short bursts. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, we're going to have to live with what he gives us and everyone else has to step up their game on that end, which means it's time to start doing more gang rebounding. Instead mm-hmm. of leaking out, you might have to stay in and help box out. Um, 
because this this next stretch is this is the home stretch. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a by any means necessary. So if Dwayne Dedman can give us 15 and nine every game, that's great. Yeah. If he gives us eight and eight, that's great because you know what? Those two scenarios were more than we had two weeks ago. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that because it is quite easy to maybe look at the mini, uh, the, the box scores and what he's producing in short bursts and thinking that he should maybe be starting or he should be right. getting more minutes. And I totally agree with what you just said. It's not that. you just He's making the most and he's impacting on the minutes that he is giving you. He can't give you more than that. And I wouldn't want to give him more than that. So that's that's, that's absolutely spot on. Um, just uh, on on uh, another acquisition during a, before trade deadline, Trevor Ariza, again, Somebody, I, I, I'm, I was, I was happy when we got him, but I didn't expect this. Again, I didn't expect the, a the minutes, the fact that he was going to be starting. As I didn't think he was, I thought we might drop in every now and then as a starter. But he's a bona fide starter now, giving you 30, 35 minutes a night, shooting incredibly well, just mm -hmm. giving you production. Again, yeah. Trevor Ariza, Tiff, what we thinking? I, you know, my thing was, I, I, I liked him as a signing. I just wasn't sure because he hadn't played. You know, yeah. he hadn't played in. It's what a year, a yeah. little bit over a year. Um, so I was a little concerned about that, but he is, he's long, he's rangy, you know, when they have the switch defense, he can switch on to anybody. He, he, he takes the challenge. He doesn't run on defense. He gets, he gets in the passing lanes. Um, his head is always up. Um, his shot is going to waver. And that's that's okay because he still has to take it. He's yeah. open. You have to take it. That's just the way it is. Um, but I, I I say I always tell people that his defense and what he's giving us on that end is is going to outweigh whatever comes on the offensive end. Um, because you're hoping at some point these guards are going to up their play. Mm -hmm. That, that's what I think anyway. You're hoping yeah. that none can sustain what he's giving us right now. Um, that, you know, whatever's wrong with Duncan, stomach flu, yeah. food poisoning, whatever it is, you're hoping that that's, that's over with. Yeah. Like you're hoping that this weekend he's back to the old Duncan. Um, you're hoping a couple of days rest. Gorn's going to have a little bit more to give. Um, so then you don't, you don't really feel like every shot is a must shot with Trevor. Mm. You yeah, know? definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, then I think that I think we'd all like to see both players back next year. Would you agree with that? Um, I would like to I'd like to see both of them back. Mm. I think that there's a there's a place for them on this team. Yeah. I think it just is contingent on, you know, it's contingent on what what they think happens with Oladipo, mm. Kyle Lowry, mm. you know. Or is there a is there a, a big trade that Pat's eyeing at the end of the season? Um, there's so many things that could happen, but I just think that with any addition, these two guys would still have such a, a good impact on this team on and off the court. Yeah, definitely. So that, that leads us quite nicely onto the next segment, which was going to be about this roster. And uh, at the moment, there is just four, sorry, five players that are guaranteed to be back here next season. We're assuming they don't get traded, of course. Um, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Harrow, Precious Achua and Casey Parler are the only players with money on the table for next season guaranteed. Um, so I know this all comes down to 
first and foremost, the next step is the, the, the big names or the big money players that will be back here next year. And we assume, we do assume, it seems like it's the worst kept secret that Kyle Lowry will be here next year. Mm-hmm. I think that um, Jimmy Butler in his recent podcast with somebody, mm-hmm. I can't remember who, saying that he, uh, he was the, uh, that Kyle was the godfather for his daughter and then stopped short of saying, I can't tell you anymore because I will be get caught up for um, tampering and so on. To me, this just seems like this is going to mm-hmm. happen. It was an agreement that if it didn't happen at the trade deadline, which we know it was very close to doing so, it was going to happen in the summer. So mm-hmm. I firmly believe that will be the case. And it all comes down to then the number. And that number will then maybe dictate whether we see any more of Victor Oladipo. Right. So let's just put the two question marks of those two aside. Mm-hmm. The next big name here, and this uh, this comes to something that, I mean, Tiff, we've, uh, we, we've shared and interacted and liked and commented and stuff all through the season, but no, never so much so as to a couple of months ago when I sort of picked up on something you said on one of Heat Beats podcasts about Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. and whether you pay him. And you called him just another guy. You don't pay him that sort of money. If he's the third player on your team, you're not winning a championship, which I hadn't really thought of it as that angle before. And right. it, it, it sparked quite a big debate. Um, and here we are now a couple of months later and the same question maybe is still looming here is one, right. do you pay him? And two, th- th- again, what's this number going to look like now? Right. Well, that's a big thing. Um, so the Heat desperately need a point guard. This is, that that's not a secret. Yep. So you have to do what you need to do to get a point guard. Um, and honestly, I think that's, you, you acquire your point guard before you pay Duncan. Like that's to me, that's what you, you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but also throughout the season, Duncan has, he's come full circle with his game. He's, he started to do a lot more on the court than just run around a screen or get the DHO and shoot. Um, I respect that. Like you saw, you see growth throughout this season in his game. Yeah. Um, but I do stand pat on if he's your third best player. You don't win a championship. I agree. Yeah. So you do what you need to do to get the third guy. And then you go to the table with Duncan. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I, and I don't, I I have no regrets in saying that because, you know, my truth, I would assume is everyone's truth. If Mm -hmm. he's your third best player, you're not winning. Yeah. That's just, you know. No matter what kind of heroics Jimmy can pull off, it's not enough. Yeah, no, that, that is that is very fair. I th- I would struggle to find anybody that would be able to, to counter that any different. So, um, you know, my sort of point on this now would be I feel like you have to, he has to be part of this team now because we, we didn't trade him. Mm-hmm. He seems too valuable now to be able to just let walk, but it all comes down to a number. And if, if you're going to be paying him big, it scuppers the chances of Oladipo being back, for example, because I agree with what you're saying there is, um, yeah, the point guard is huge and that point guard would be in Kyle Lowry would be, uh, would be uh, immense for this team. And I believe that will happen. Therefore, it, it, it may come to a, a point now, if that does happen, it's going to be one of Victor Oladipo or Duncan, mm-hmm. because I don't really see there being a scenario where you've got Bam, Jimmy, Kyle, Oladipo and Duncan all on this team on a, you know, all on f- big right. enough figures, two max contracts there certainly right. already, as we know. So it's going to be really interesting. Right. Um, we've also got the scenario here with Kendrick Nunn because he's, mm-hmm. he's a free agent. He's shown um, 
what he can do. And uh, I've got so much respect for Kendrick Nunn. I've never known a player. I've never seen a player or had, had, had somebody that is either a starter or just completely out of the rotation as Kendrick Nunn. Um, first of all, before we come on to what we think, whether we think he's going to be back and what number we think that may command, your thoughts on Kendrick this season? Because I, I, I've got a lot of admiration for what he's gone through and how right. he's always, as we say, stayed ready. You know, the thing is, is, and also it goes back to the bubble. He, you know, he had COVID. He also had, if I believe, a death in the family. Mm. He had a lot of things happening last season um, that would basically have just wrecked any human being. Yeah. Um, and he's always ready, whether he's starting or not, he's ready to play. Um, yeah, there, there's been some inconsistencies with him. But you know what? There's been that with the majority of this team. Um, so he takes a lot of heat, um, no pun intended about his play when it's, it's, it's just, it's not just him. It's everyone that's been up and down this season. Um, he's, you know what Kendrick does his job and he's also shown subtle improvements in his defense, subtle improvements on being able to get to the basket. His playmaking has gotten better. Um, I like him. I just think that if you look at the landscape of this team, the reality is, and it's not my money, but there isn't enough money to go around. No. Nah. You yeah, know? Sure. So if if there isn't going to be a sign and trade with someone on this team, we're going to end up losing a couple of these guys for nothing. Yeah, this this is this is it. And I think that um, you make a good point about people tend to forget. They just think that people are, because they're sportsmen or they're athletes, that they just, that they, they should be able to plug and play no matter what the situation. Mm -hmm. Take away, you know, um, tragedies that might have happened in his family. Just putting the, the COVID side, you know, side of it, the, the COVID argument into it. I mean, you know, people like Bam Adebayo got it at the same time. You, you would never have known. But, Ken, but Kendrick Nunn got it and he struggled. I mean, for example, my own personal experience with COVID, we had it, both me and my wife had it in January. My wife felt rough for about a day, two days and got on with it. I was bed bound for about two weeks. Everybody affects me differently. So to expect guys to just uh, to bounce back and, and just feel like it can be plug and play as usual, it, it, it doesn't happen. And that was a weird situation anyway, being away from the family and so on. Mm -hmm. But I think that where people sort of forget that they've got to stop giving people a hard time is that they, these are, you know, players that, um, as I said, they can't be expected to just forget everything in the normal world and just be expected mm -hmm. to get on with your job. And Kendrick's a player that had his real abilities, but also his real, real weaknesses. And I think that he's worked on them really well and he's become a more rounded player. Mm -hmm. But getting back to the original point is... I, I think, unless I'm, I'm mistaken, I think he's a restricted free agent, which means that I think he's going to get paid by somebody. Somebody oh, yeah, out there is going to take him. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the Heat will, will, will match it because, as you just said, there isn't that sort of money to go around. I think that it's sad and I really, really I, I appreciate everything that he does for this team. Uh, without any grumbles as well. One of the things that Spose mm -hmm. always said that is that he would always just get on with a job. You'll never hear him complain. I just don't think we'll see him in a heat uniform next year, which is um, which is a bit sad. But there we go. So let's, let's come to the last few players that I want to ask you about here. Um, we've got some big numbers on team options from Goran Dragic. Uh, 19 million next year. <sighs> wow. Um, Iguodala, 15 million next year, both team options. Um I don't know where this goes, whether we whether we see them back at all. And if we do, it's going to have to be on something ridiculously um, less than those sort of numbers, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think that you as you know, and, and I, I love both of those guys. Mm. Um, but as a team, you know, uh, you also have your, your business, right? And, and the business right now is getting Jimmy Butler as far as he can in the playoffs yep. while you have this short window. Like, that's the business. Um, so when you look at it that way, you, you're, you can't pick up those options. You have to decline those options. And then you have to say, if you guys want to be here, we have to talk about smaller numbers. Yeah. You know, um, I just think that this is the point where the term heat lifer has, has, it's overused Yeah, because in reality, everyone can't stay, yep. you know, and sometimes they leave and come back, but everyone can't stay. So I think you have to decline those options and then you have to see if they're willing to come back on uh, lesser deals. Um, and maybe they are based on moves that you make. So if you bring in maybe Kyle Lowry and then you can, and you bring in someone else or let's, you know, whatever, um, then maybe Gorn and Iguodala say, okay, cause we got a chance to, we got a chance to get out of the East with this team. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think it's just, it's really dependent upon the moves that they make because, there, you you can't you can't pay Goran that that amount and then not have a starting point guard. No. Like it doesn't it, um, and also we're we're watching his decline. Yeah. Right now, we're actively watching it. Um, so you can't. That's a mistake that can't be made by this team. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I think that it's uh, it's one of those. Look, but Goran was rewarded in the off season um, mm -hmm. for a, a, an overpay uh, on a one and one year deal, and I don't think that the, I think that that was always going to be the way. I don't think we, as you just said, there we're watching a decline. So I don't think that even in his head, he probably knows that that team option isn't going to be picked up. Um, right. But as you say, then if you get a Cole Lowry and if you get another star, we never know what happens. We never know what's around the corner either. Mm -hmm. Who saw what happened with James Harden suddenly exploding? Right. right. So so whenever there's a star that suddenly pops up, you know that we're going to be in the in the conversation somehow because that's what we do. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, if we can get that that team, that fundamental team built in, then they may well look at it exactly what you just said there. Those two guys, especially Goran and Iggy, they may think, well, okay, we've got a chance to win a ring here. Let's take we, we've been paid handsomely. Let's take our dues now. Let's take one for the team, mm -hmm. and we can still add some valuable minutes and so valuable production. So it's going to be a real crazy off season. We'll see what oh, yeah. happens, um, but we're not quite there yet because we've still got <laughs> nine regular season games left. I mean, I don't know. I, I said I've sort of given up trying to predict the record through this because yeah. We're a team that can beat anybody, but can all equally lose uh, anybody. We've seen it in the most recent times with bad, bad defeats to Hawks without any of their players, um, to uh, to the Timberwolves, etc. Who we've got to play again. Um, but just to, you know, let's just look look at the remaining schedule. We've got Cleveland. Then Charlotte, an important game. That's on a second night of a back-to-back. -back. Um, then we've got the Mavericks, Timberwolves, Celtics twice, Sixers, Bucks, and Pistons. So mm -hmm. we were sort of being said uh, over the last week or so, we've been saying that the Heat have got one of the softer schedules. But now we're getting to the stage where we've done that bit. We've got mm -hmm. maybe one or two left. And then it actually becomes difficult. We've got a hard yeah. running. Um, so what do we think here? Maybe not so much in terms of a record, but in terms of the four, five, six, seven, which is separated by about two games, do you think the Heat have still got the potential to get in at that four or five? I think they have the potential to get to the five. 
I think the four is out of reach. Um, who's in the four? It's the Knicks, right? At the moment, it's the Knicks, but they're about to start out west, and it's brutal yeah. out west. Six games out west. You know, you know, I have this thing where I, um, I don't, I don't like to bet against the other teams. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm not going to hedge my bets and say, you know, the Knicks are going to fall flat. And they could, they, they, they easily could slip and we could easily move into that fourth spot. But the reality is I've also been watching this heat team all year. So as easily as we could get up to the four, we could get to the eight. Yep. So, um, I, I honestly think they could finish at the fifth spot, which is fine for them, which is absolutely fine because let's be realistic. A couple of weeks ago, we were praying to just be in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of their due. Um, but to even get to that fifth spot, they need a lot of things to fall right. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, need, they need more hot shooting from Duncan. Uh, sadly, they're going to need Jimmy to wear this cape. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, this is what it is. They're going to yeah. need more double doubles from Bam. Um, they need everybody to get back on the right page. This is just really what they need to get to that fifth spot. Um, because I also don't want Jimmy to do all he can to get us to the fifth spot and then have nothing left yeah. for the first round of the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that, that is a concern. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, we've heard um, Bam again over after the last game sort of pumped up saying, right, it's go time. It's go time. We're, we're not looking back now. And that's always good to hear after, right. after an important win. Right. I feel like I've heard it about five yeah. or six times this year. And, um, you know, when you just think we're, we're, a Cle- we're a Cavs loss tomorrow night away from this being the end of the fucking world again. Right. And I just think that it's so it's so uh, difficult right now. I mean, we, we've been talking about it on our lives going, well, what do we think? Last dozen games. And everyone's just going, fuck knows, because we don't know. We, this right. team could beat anybody, could lose to anybody. It is tough. So I, I personally think that it doesn't also help, by the way, that unless I'm mistaken, we don't hold the tiebreaker on anybody. Um, I, we don't hold it over the Knicks. We don't hold it over the Hawks. Well, I think we hold it over the Knicks. Do we hold right? it over because the Knicks? Because we beat them either two or three times this year. Okay, right. Yeah. Good. But I think good. that's it. Yeah, the Hawks, we don't. I think the Celtics still to be determined because we've got them twice. Right. Um, right. I don't think we've got it over the Hornets, although I'm not maybe no. expecting them to get involved in the race here. Um, but I look at it now just as my general predictions. I think that um, the Knicks will will make the top six, but I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll make the top four. I think they'll now finish the season sub five hundred because of that brutal, brutal West trip they've got coming up. The Heat and the Celtics both have maybe easier schedules, mm-hmm. um, but um, I, I think that there's every chance that we're still going to see Celtics four, Heat in five. The Hawks, I originally a week ago said they'll be locked in for the fourth, but now they're a bit beaten up. Mm-hmm. So I'm now expecting them to drop. So it is going to be a real rough ride. My prediction is it will be Celtics heat in the first round. Mm. Um, that doesn't particularly fill me with great confidence, but I'd rather that than finish in the sixth and play the Bucks, even though we, we beat the Bucks in five right. last time. They're better. They're, They're better. better this year. They're definitely so, better this year. So what, what do you think here, Tiff, in terms of, forget maybe the seedings, but right. let's say it's it's going to be, it's either going to be we finish sixth and we play the Bucks, we finish fourth and we play, uh, fourth or fifth and we play the Celtics, or let's say the Knicks. Who are you taking there? Who do we want? Um. Yeah, I definitely would rather see uh, the Knicks in the first round. Yes. If, 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 the, if, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, because the Celtics can go either way. 
Mm. The Celtics can 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 not show up or Jason Tatum can really show up. Mm. And that's a problem, you know. Um, the idea, too, is that I think both games are in Boston. Yeah. So, you know, there's a caveat there, too. Like, we got to go into Boston and we got to beat them twice, which is, you know, I think that might be a split. Yeah. Um, and everyone's saying that, like, teams will be resting players. Well, I, I don't think Boston's going to be resting anybody. Atlanta has nobody to rest, you know. So yep. I think these teams that we're going to be facing in the East, they're not resting anybody because mm. they're all still jockeying for position just like we are. Yep, very true. So we're going to have to bring our A game just as well. Mm. Very, very true. Yeah, that's a good point because some people have been saying that. Going, oh, well, towards the end of the season, you know, Sixers are going to be resting, Bucks are going to be resting. They, they could not be because they, right. you know, the, the the Sixers are still trying to get that top seed. Um, the Bucks aren't far off for the Sixers. So every game matters. There's nine games left. Every game matters. Um, one other argument before I let you go, Tiff. One other argument I keep hearing is don't worry about the regular season heat. This team is built for the playoffs. Again, I'm not really buying that. I'm not really yeah. buying that. I, I, I accept that Jimmy Butler will always give you maybe though that, that extra level, but I don't see that from anybody else, even even maybe Bam. I just think that at the moment, this team is what we're seeing. They're, yeah. they're, 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 a, they're a team that are struggling um, in terms of both confidence, health and shooting, etc. The only player I, I believe can take us up another level is Jimmy. Right. I, I, don't, I, I don't find that being enough to say that we're a playoff team. Right. Well, the, and it's so funny because everyone speaks in terms of this team being the team from last year. It's mm. not the team from last year. Mm. You know, it, it really isn't the team from last year. Um, I don't know if we're built for the playoffs. I mean, at this point, we're barely built for the regular season. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like we're like barely fielding a healthy team game in and game out. So to say like they're built for the playoffs, well, Look at these matchups that are going to happen in the playoffs. So uh, ideally, like you play the Knicks in the first round. Okay. But like, you know, you, you give him his praise or not, you got to face Julius Randle yep. who has been playing lights out all season. Like each team has, has its, has its problems for us. So, you know, the way that like the offense has slipped, the defense has slipped. Like you got to be able to turn it on and I don't, this team doesn't have a switch. Mm. So for people saying it's built for the playoffs, let's just get there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we take it one game at a time, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. I think that, yeah, as I said, um, it doesn't have that switch. I think I rely and I have faith in Jimmy Butler. I rely and I have faith in Eric Spolstra. That is it. That yeah. is it. So that's the they're, they're the two guys that I would look to to try and get you that game, that extra, that winning game, that winning point, right. whatever it may be. The rest of the team don't ever switch. That's very well put. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Look, look, do you know what I loved about this podcast episode? That we've asked lots of questions about this Miami Heat team and we've got no answers about this Miami Heat team. None. We don't know. We don't know whether they're actually very good or not. We don't know what the team's going to be like for the, for next season. We don't know what, what the record's going to be like. We don't know who we're going to match up best against. We don't know. What we do know is it's going to be a wild last nine games. Um, I'm pretty sure we will be in the mix in that playoffs. Let's hope we can finish this strongly. Uh, it was a good start against the Spurs. That's that's nice. Right. Um, let's hope we don't now go and undo all that work by losing to the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers, which um, um, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Let's hope. But don't go take... there because 
if that happens, <laughs> it, I'm just I'm just letting you know. If that happens, I foresee just like literally Alf just punching his screen. <laughs> like I there's there's nothing else. Like it, like literally that will be the bottom of the barrel. It will. It will. Yeah. There is. There would be no excuse. I mean, I, I am. I've been on Twitter every single day for the last two years, representing this team on this account from this side of the pond. That game against the that defeat against the Minnesota Timberwolves, I took a twenty four hour break because I thought after the game, I was. It was the the, the timeline was not pretty um, if we lose to the Cavs I might have to take the rest of that week off um, it would be that bad let's let's see let's hope not look as I said we took care of business on, on, on against the Spurs which is very unlike us we were the sort of game that we've been we've been making a big uh, song and dance about and not getting over the line we did that's something to build on let's hope we can roll with that yes that was great fun Tiff I love talking yes. to you before you. you go please yes. tell everyone everybody should know by now where they can find Miami Heat Beat and where they can find Hangover Time. But please give us a quick recap on what you do and also where people can find you personally. Okay. Uh, I am a contributor to Miami Heat Beat. You guys know, go on Twitter, throw in Miami Heat Beat. It pops right up. You can find me at Tiffany Meeks 23 on Twitter. Um, yeah, so I'm on Hangover Time. Sometimes I do pods with G. I know you guys love that. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I am. That's 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 my thing. Just uh, sometimes, just there to try to offer a laugh in a moment of crisis. <laughs> the um, the, the, it is it is my favorite show. Look, I mean, we're we're very blessed um in this community to be um sort of spoiled really with so many good podcasts, and more and more popped up over the last year. It's fantastic. But Miami Heat Beat is such a unique concept where it is just guys and girls having fun after uh, after games whether it be praising wins whether it be losing their shit it's just fun it's just fun content so if you aren't tuned in please do so even if you can't catch it like me after games because it's normally three or four a.m catch up with it on twitch or on youtube or whatever you want to look after yeah. afterwards because it's just fun content and that's what we're all here to do at the end of the day we're here to have fun Thank tiffany you. where can I everybody you. no problem at all it's great having you on where can everybody find you personally tiff oh tiffany meeks 23 that's where you can find me on Twitter, or you can also find me at uh, jamphotodigital.com. Awesome. Loved it. So, uh, okay, guys, that's episode 51 in the books. Let's hope we finish this season strongly. We'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully by then, we might have locked in a playoff position. We just don't know where. We'll see. Let's see how we get on. Take care, guys. Enjoy uh, the next week or so of games. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.